There are people out there, like the president, who say, Congress, if you do not fund Homeland Security, you are threatening the national security of our nation. There are some out there that say, it won't make a big deal because these people are still going to go to work at the border. They just won't get a paycheck. But there are realities as to what really will happen. Let's talk facts. Let's not talk talking points from the left or the right, sound bites, things that are pretty in headlines for columns. Let's talk about the facts and the reality. What will happen if Friday comes and a shutdown occurs, as is being pushed by House Speaker John Boehner and many extremely conservative conservatives on the right in the House that are telling him, stand your ground, boy! And of course there are more moderate and, and liberal, if you will, Republicans are hanging with Democrats going, you know what, like Steny Hoyer and others say, the House Minority Whip in the House we need a clean bill here. If you have a clean bill on funding Homeland Security, a, a clean bill that has nothing to do with the president's executive order, hey, have, have, an, have a separate piece of legislation for that, fine. And we can debate that and we can vote on that. But let's have a clean bill. And we guarantee there'll be bipartisan support. But that's not what Republicans want. Republicans want drama. Republicans want a showdown. And Republicans, it would seem want a shutdown of Homeland Security. Here is the Department of Homeland Security Secretary, Jay Johnson, who tells us exactly what will happen to Homeland Security if that shutdown happens on Friday. These are facts, not fiction, no fluff. Here's DHS Secretary Jay Johnson. You've got a problem coming up here. Uh, your department may actually get shut down uh, because uh, the Congress can't agree uh, there's some in Congress who are trying to shut down parts of your department because of the president's uh, immigration policies. Uh, what's that going to do? Well, I mean, do you think that's going to happen? I sure hope not. It's First of all, it's regrettable that we're even having this conversation. Given everything that's going on right now with the global terrorist threat, the harsh winter that we're facing in the south and in the northeast, everything happening with cybersecurity, uh, we're very carefully tracking to make sure there's not another spike of illegal migration on the southern border right now, and there are things that we have to pay for. So um, I hope leaders of Congress will come together. I'm talking to Democrats and Republicans as often as I can about the importance of a fully funded Department of Homeland Security, especially in these times. And so I remain optimistic. Um, we've got good people in Congress who appreciate uh, the importance of a funded Department of Homeland Security, like Senator McCain, who I know will be on your show. And my hope is that we will get there, but it requires the House and the Senate to come together. When I talk to them, they're kind of doing this. One well, I mean, do you think this is going to endanger uh, America's security if you have to shut down some of these things? Well, <clears throat> let me give you a concrete example. I'm pushing my headquarters staff to stay one step ahead of ISIL, one step ahead of our challenges on aviation security, one step ahead in terms of monitoring our illegal migration, our border security on the southern border. If we shut down my headquarters staff 
uh, is dialed back to a skeleton. And so that hampers our ability to do that, plus all the other operations of my department. You heard it from him. But let me tell you five things that will happen if Congress does not fund Homeland Security. Next week when Congress comes back to town, or actually now that Congress is back, lawmakers have days to confront the gridlock that is threatening to leave that department, DHS, without funding for its operations. And that will take place, like I said, Friday, February 27th. Congress approved a $1.1 trillion spending bill just back in December. But they intentionally let the DHS funding expire. And why did they do this? They did this to appease conservatives who wanted a chance to challenge the president's immigration policies in the newly Republican Congress. They wanted to play politics with your security in mind. By the way, Republicans, they wanted to play, secure, they wanted to play politics and are playing politics with your asses as well. Now they're going to confront the issue once again. Republicans want a bill that blocks the president's executive actions. That action would shield millions of immigrants in the U.S. illegally from deportation. These are not criminals. These are people who have children who were born here, mostly. Democrats have argued that the president is acting within his authority. They're pushing for, as I mentioned, a clean bill. The House passed a bill in January. That bill undoes the president's executive actions. But of course, it's not going to make it past the Democratic objections in the Senate. There are lawmakers, including Senators John McCain, a Republican from Arizona, Lindsey Graham, a Republican from South Carolina, and Bob Corker, a Republican from Tennessee, that are hoping a recent court decision challenging the president's immigration policies will be enough to convince lawmakers not to let funding expire. Let me tell you something. Lindsey Graham, although I don't agree with him on much, he, is, he sees the light with immigration. And I think he sees the light with immigration because he sees the numbers. He sees the future and that Republicans are doomed if they don't address the largest growing population in this country and the largest growing voter population in this country. On CBS's Face the Nation, John McCain called it an exit sign to the controversy. Corker said on NBC's Meet the Press he was gratified by the judge's ruling and that the department needs to be fully funded. And on ABC's This Week, Graham said, I am willing and ready to pass a DHS funding bill and let this play out in court. The worst possible outcome for this nation is to defund the Department of Homeland Security given the multiple threats we face to our homeland, and I will not be part of that. Here's the deal. If Republicans want to say, we challenged this, they're doing it in a court of law. They don't need this as part of funding for the Department of Homeland Security. They can even have separate legislation and have that clean bill that Democrats, and I think Americans, want. Now, there are those like these three, McCain, Graham, and Corker, who hope their colleagues in the Republican-led House would understand that it's in the best They they said their best bet is to challenge this in court. And I'm saying, yeah, too, because, you know, the president's legally within his, his, his authority to do this. They also feel if they do that, they avoid the risk that they're going to be blamed by the country. Get the popcorn. The blaming's beginning. Now, what the House will do, well, that's the big X factor. Speaker John Boehner said last week that he's certainly prepared to let funding expire if the Senate does not pass the House version of the bill. So here, let's talk about, bottom line, what happens, five things that definitely will happen 
if this is not funded. And you heard, you heard from the Department of Homeland Security, Secretary Jay Johnson, that this will be dialed back to a skeleton staff. Do we want a skeleton staff when ISIS is threatening? We have Al-Shabaab who've just threatened every mall in this country, including the biggest mall in this country, Mall of the Americas in Minnesota. Now's the time to cut back? With the weather that we're having, now's the time to cut back? With terrorist groups like ISIS recruiting people and having them and, 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 and really hoping that somebody comes home or is here in the United States and will attack an American from within our borders. And now is the time to defund, to let the clock run out on the money for this organization? One, although most DHS employees can go to work, they can't collect a paycheck. Now, listen, we're talking about almost a quarter of a million people, 230,000 people. The vast majority of them are considered essential. Because some of you might say, well, the essential employees will be working. That's most of them. They have to report to work even if the agency is unfunded. Only 30,000 people would be furloughed if Congress does not approve this. So don't think... Oh, yeah, they, you know, they'll, they'll be furloughs. So you're talking to people on the front lines, aviation security, maritime security, forced to go to work without a paycheck. Now, I know you don't think that may be very significant or very serious, but it is. It is. Bottom line is we're human, and so were they. For some people, that's a, it's a job, not a career. Not everybody who co- becomes a cop, you know, who wants justice. Maybe I want a good job with a good pension and nine to five. Might also be worrying about how do I pay my bills and like have grocery for my kids when I get home, and it takes away from the focus of your job. Absolutely, you got too much on your mind. You're stressed out. It's a diversion. Two, immigration functions largely continue, except for E-Verify. I mean, much of U.S. citizenship and immigration services, USCIS, are funded by the fees that people pay for visa applications and the renewals. So that means the agency isn't reliant on money that's appropriated by Congress. So the E-Verify program that allows employers to check the immigration status of their employees, that is dependent on congressional funding. Hello, ISIS. You want to come to the United States and work for a company? Do it after Friday. Can't check you out. Now, Republicans tend to be more supportive of the program than Democrats. So how do they grapple with this reality? That they're cutting out funding for one of the immigration, one of the immigration checkboxes that they they agree with. E-verify, allowing employers to check the immigration status of their employees. Most employees at USCIS and Customs and Border Protection, the CBP, have to still report to work. Now, when there was a DHS preparation for the 2013 government shutdown. 12,205 of 12,558, in other words, just a couple of hundred, did not have to report to work, okay? And out of 50, and and for Border Patrol, almost 53,000 out of 59,000 have to. Now, you don't just have the people losing out, state and local governments lose out. Most of the essential functions with DHS will continue. But the agency is not going to dole out money to its state partners and its local partners through the grant process. So the grant-making activities to state and local law enforcement, commissioners, sheriffs, chiefs, that grinds to a halt. You want to give more power to the state? 
Yeah. Good luck in your state, you know, fighting off bad guys and, and, and dealing with security issues without the cash. FEMA. We have very bad weather right now. New England has had thus far since the beginning of the year over 195 inches of snow. What? Now, even though most FEMA employees will report for duty, about 80% who are permanent appropriated, work, permanent appropriated workers would stay home. But let's look at the facts. Many of the agency's workers aren't funded through the annual appropriations process. Okay? So 78% would stay on the job if the agency went unfunded. But we're talking about more than one-third of FEMA's disaster workforce that comes from reservists who are not reliant on that annual funding from Congress. So you have the people and you have the, the money there. But to, if you have a cut here, in the can you put the money from this column and that column? You can't in the budget. And then the Secret Service. Secret Service cannot begin hiring for agents contributing to higher unemployment. Secret Service cannot begin hiring agents. We had a man jump the fence and go into the White House. We have terrorists threatening Americans and our president. And the Secret Service can't begin hiring for agents to protect not just the president, but the nominees for the next presidential election. They're already having a, trouble, a terrible year. They've been plagued by multiple security breaches and scandals. It even led to the resignation of former director Julia Pearson and other top executives at Secret Service. And that DHS funding lapse, well, it's not going to do them any favors. We are back. Let's go right to the calls. A lot of Republicans on Twitter angry with me and saying Democrats are the problem. Michael in the Bronx, line four quickly, and we'll let you finish the rest after the break. Thank you. And I wish to say that time for me and other Democrats to open up another major barrel of political whoop-ass on these Republicans. The thing is, is that, first off, Republicans, and I know Leslie said we've got to go to the break shortly, so I want everyone to digest this part. These Republicans didn't give a rat's rump when George W. Bush issued so many executive orders that were unconstitutional and many um, benefiting their rich crony buddies and having us, the 99%, suffer. So what about that? All right, Michael, hold on, hold on. We're going to take a break, come back to you. I'm Leslie Marshall, if you're holding... Hang on. You want to join us? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Who do you blame? Republicans? The president? Both? We'll be back. There must be some kind of way out of here. Say the joker to the thief. There's too much confusion. Stays away from a possible shutdown of the no Department relief. of Homeland Security. Not a shutdown, but a defunding. Now, there are those out there on Twitter that are saying, the Democrats are to blame for this. No, they're not. They're saying give us a clean bill. Because the president's executive order has nothing to do with funding of this company. And this is the wrong time to be playing with fire, children. Let's be honest. This shouldn't be political and about politics. But since you all love to make everything political... Who are you blaming? Republicans, Democrats, the president? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. And do you think this is even going to happen? Or do Republicans just like to manufacture crises, help us contribute to the high stress level, overeating, smoking, drinking, lack of sleep, and cardiac arrest? 
heart disease rate that we have in this country. What do you think? Hey, eight eight six Leslie, eight 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 six five three seven five four three. Back to Michael in the Bronx line four. Michael, thanks for holding. Welcome back. Thanks so much, Leslie. Just a quick recap. I stated before the break that these Republicans didn't have a problem with then-President Bush issuing billions, and I'm using that figuratively, of executive orders to benefit his party and his rich cronies, and, and the Republicans saying that the president does have executive power and blah, blah, blah. So why is there a problem now, Republicans? That's number one. Number two, if it's a concern about the immigration, President Obama and many Democrats have already stated that it's a system that is broken and needed to be fixed. But you Republicans persisted on sitting on your lazy asses and want to keep playing with politics and want to block the president with everything, including this. And the president, in so many words, was saying you need something done right. You got to do it yourself. And thus, he issued an executive order, which his total number of executive orders are far less than Bush's. That's number two. And number three, and this is the most important point, since you Republicans want to keep playing games with the safety and the lives of innocent Americans, I'm going to hereby say this, because I see this becoming another Benghazi thing, which is also at the hands of Republicans, that if you Republicans want to defund Homeland Security and you want to keep playing games with people's, innocent people's lives and safety, I hereby say this, that God forbid if there is an attack on this nation or something happens to an innocent American um, that it, and the ashes coming from ISIS or any other terrorist group, let it be known that the blood of innocent Americans fall on these Republicans' hands. That's right, Republicans. It's your ass. All right, Mike. Well, definitely the blood would be on their hands, in my opinion. Uh, Let's go to um, Paul in Washington, uh, Line 5. Hey, Paul, good afternoon. Hi, Leslie. Uh, yeah, you mentioned some of this, um, but I, I mentioned this weeks ago that the Republicans linking the president's immigration uh, executive orders to funding Department of Homeland Security is a moot. It's a moot point because they, uh, as of what was it last week, the federal judge in Texas put a stay on the on the president's uh, on the president's executive orders. So what's their excuse now? They've won their case in federal court, at least for now. And the process can go on. It'll go into the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals and may even go to the Supreme Court. But the Republicans have won their case. So to hold, again, they're holding Department of Homeland Security hostage to an executive order. You see, the Republicans don't want to keep America safe, Leslie. They don't, okay? The thing about sending uh, the Department of Homeland Security workers to work without pay, forcing to work without pay, that's a violation of the 13th Amendment against slavery. You, and I guarantee you that no private employer would would be able would be allowed to compel their workers to come to work when they didn't have payroll in fact a private employer couldn't even get a loan for payroll if they didn't have the security the, the security of the the funds coming in and we don't we don't have a bill they have not passed a bill the other thing is what about the president's request for more military action against ISIS. I know you support this, Leslie. They have ignored him. They have not made one move in that direction, and they have not uh, even, they have, of course, they haven't uh, done anything to 
even pass a, a, an immigration bill. So here's on three counts, no, four counts, where the Republicans, Republicans have been remiss. And the reason is, Leslie, they don't love America. They don't love you, and they don't love me. How do you like that? Yes, Rudy. Thank you. <laughs> well, it, you know, it goes both ways, doesn't it? You can play that game both ways. Hallelujah. Yep, I hear you. I may steal that from you. Well, <laughs> please do. <laughs> I know the check's in the mail, right? <laughs> but they look at they keep doing. The Republican House of Representatives is a terrorist group because look what they keep doing. They keep holding one bill or one action hostage to another. They started out this year, the first day of this Congress, by holding Social Security disability hostage by cutting those of us who earned, so, who earned our Social Security disability benefits, cutting our, essentially cutting our benefits as of 2016 by 20 percent uh, 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 in, ter- in terms of unless Obama's willing to sign social, cuts to regular Social Security. They're not going to reallocate the funds to the SSDI trust fund until they say they have a revenue-neutral solution to the what they say is a uh, a uh, uh, I'm sorry I'm losing the words here. So the Social Security needs to be needs to be uh, reformed. So if since they haven't decided to raise a uh, raise revenues on their own, apparently that means cut. So they're holding disabled people, 11 11 million people, disabled people hostage. For that bill, now they're holding the Department of Homeland Security hostage to the immigration executive orders. These are terrorists. These House of Rep- these GOP House are terrorists. They're terrorizing America. They don't love America. They hate America. All right, I, I love it, Paul. And by the way, nobody else has brought in uh, the I. Uh, the concept of, uh, you know, the private corporations and, and the private sector. So I uh, thank you for throwing uh, that little lovely on the table. Uh, let's continue. We go to Nashville, Tennessee, Long One with Carl. Hey, Carl, don't you hate when we Yankee girls do things like that? Good afternoon. Ah, the joke's on you. I'm a Yankee myself. I'm from, I'm from Chicago. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> what do you say about yeah. this, Carl? Well, you know, as of, uh, what, January the 20th, 2009, uh, starting with the uh, the Republicans in the House, with along with uh, Newt Gingrich and uh, who else was with them? Paul Ryan, uh, the Eric Cantor, and those guys, and over in the Senate, uh, our senator here in Tennessee, Bob Corker, and those guys. When when they effectively uh, committed, when they effectively committed uh, treason against the United States of America by having those two separate meetings while we were inaugurating our new president saying that they were going to stand in the way of everything, they, they effectively uh, lost the will and the know-how to govern because their whole agenda has been to be against anything he's for, even if it's theirs. So they don't know how to govern anymore. So they, Even though me and you can sit back and see what a stupid political joke this is by putting this poison pill uh, within the Homeland Security bill, at the same time talking about how how the president is weak on foreign policy and, and protecting America, uh, but you're doing the same thing. And the ironic thing about that is that they're bitching and complaining about the immigration um, president presidential order. Uh, they're going to take money away from Border Patrol. <laughs> 
I mean, you know, they don't they don't know how to govern anymore. Their base is all about whatever being against Obama. And if you don't believe me, look at him. You will swear that President Obama is running for his third term. You know the way the way. Oh, he isn't attacking him. He isn't. <laughs> absolutely isn't. It's this little thing called the Constitution. No, I'm with you. Know? No, I'm. Jo- I'm being very facetious. I agree with you there. Yeah, you know, it's, 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 it is amazing. If you just look, they can't. They don't know how to govern anymore because their people won't let them do it. Um, I've I've never seen anything like this before. I I have a front row seat to history. I pray to God I have a good long long life uh, and able to have a good 50, 60 year perspective and look back on history to see how history judged these traitors uh, of our. All right, Carl. I think Carl's uh, phone went out there. Uh, Carl, thank you. We didn't hang up on you, I promise. Uh, Let's go to Terry in North Carolina, line two. Terry, good afternoon. Hi, Leslie. Hey, Terry. My first time. (laughs) Oh, it is? Yes. I haven't had a virgin in a long time, Terry, so it's it's good to have. (laughs) Well, I'm one. Yeah, uh, about the uh, DHS shutdown. I'd much rather see it shut down. My husband was in the military and been working with the government for several years as well. And, um, no, they will get paid because they're on salary. No, actually, they have the actual breakdown in the numbers. I mean, you know, not everybody, not everybody's going to get uh, paid, even people who are on salary. Anybody that works for the federal government will get paid. They will, they can hold it. They can hold back on their pay, but they will get paid. Right, but you don't know how long this will last. How long do you require people? I mean, most people live paycheck to paycheck. True, but we're ready for this. We're, we're very tired of what's going on. Uh, know that no, what, what, is go, what is going on? Help me with this, Terry. What is going on? Well, for one, we're being outsmarted by the Democrats, for one. And the GOP is finally catching up, and they're trying to do their best. Now, you, re- you realize I'm a Democrat, Terry, right? Yes, I do. Oh, okay, okay, just, be, <laughs> just being clear. Well, I like the fact that, that well, my guys are finally outsmarting have, your guys. Yeah. I have nothing really against either one, but, but, but what's but, been but, going but, on? But, Terry, let me ask you something. Can, can we, let's put po- politics aside. I'm Democrat, you're Republican. Let's put it aside for a sec. Let me ask you something. Yeah. Do you think that one penny less should be given to the Department of Homeland Security when we have yesterday a video showing Al-Shabaab, a terrorist organization, begging, urging, prompting, chiding, cheerleading people on to attack Americans throughout malls, especially the Mall of the Americas, in, in the United States. Do you think the time to cut back on that organization should be now? President's executive order aside. All right. For one, no, we don't need the executive. We do not need the amnesty in it. No, 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 no. no, no. Okay, so we we agree on that. We agree. And this is exactly what Steny Hoyer said. If you have a clean bill, Democrats and Republicans will vote on it, go forward. You already have a lawsuit against the president. Right. So, right. So why not, like John McCain, Lindsey Graham, Bob Corker have said, all Republicans... Let the court, let that argument, that fight 
take place in the court. Right. They need to keep that separate. I, for one, want to see DHS get their money, and, but they need to do their job without Obama telling them not to. The President A is the commander in chief. So whether you like him or not, what he's telling, he's the boss. Yeah, that's two, true. But two, but the, pre- true, the president, but the president is the president is not telling them not to do their job. Uh, through his through his other agencies, yes, he is. No, he is not. Because otherwise, we would have more people on the border to keep people from coming in. No, 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 you're absolutely wrong. The president actually has increased the number of people on the border. If you want more people on the border, we'll tell Republicans in your party there, Terry, to add to the Department of Homeland Security budget as opposed to take away from it. You need more money to hire more people. Hey, maybe you're not going to pay the ones you have. Maybe they'll still keep going to work. By the way, just because... Somebody, if somebody's not getting a paycheck, do you think 100% of those people are going to show up to work? Or do you think they're going to say, screw this, I'm not putting my... You know, the people on the border have guns, can be shot at, are often wearing bulletproof vests. I don't know about you, but I'd have far less incentive to put my ass literally on the line to be shot at for no pay. Well, we're having to do that just living in society right now with all the chaos. Well, I, I, I do not feel that way at all. Nobody's shooting at me. Nobody ever has. Yeah. I, well, there, I've seen a lot of stuff going on, and it, it's not No, good. that doesn't have to do with this legislation but, or Democrats and Republicans necessarily. But, Terry, we got to take a break. You have more to say, girl? Hang on. We'll let you finish. I'm Leslie Marshall. Quick break. Back to you right after this. And we're back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Let's get back to those calls. And we go next to Matt in Louisiana Live 4. Hey, Matt. Good afternoon. Hey, Leslie, can you hear me? I can hear you fine, Matt. How you doing? Okay. Well, there's so much to talk about. I don't want to rant like your previous callers. They need to take a deep breath and relax. I think I really can't stand the Democrats or the Republicans' policies on a whole host of issues. Both sides are to blame. You know, the Republicans are uglier at doing it, but to sit there and, you know, go on about Social Security, Homeland Security, it's, you know, I could point the policies up and down that the Dems are just as despicable as the uh, as the Republicans. But let's just get to the Homeland Security and keep funding it. Um, let me ask you this, Leslie. Do you buy into even having a Department of Homeland Security? Yes, I do. Okay. We have uh, the CIA. That's for overseas. We have the FBI. That's domestic. Then we've got the kind of the NSA that's an umbrella overlooking it all. I mean, after 9-11, I feel, in my opinion, is that we needed a better database sharing between the CIA and the FBI. I don't, just, I don't disagree with you on that, but I do feel that we learned from our mistakes, not just in sharing, but I do think that sometimes additional agencies or personnel or departments are, are needed to be created, and, and I do agree with the, crea- the creation of Department of Homeland Security. But, but I disagree with that because, we, I mean, it worked throughout the entire Cold War, we didn't need a homeland security. We had 50,000 nukes pointed at us. We didn't need them when we were, they were in Cuba and whatnot. Yeah, well, wait, wait a minute. Know. Wait a minute. I, although I won't disagree with what you've just said regarding what we had threatening-wise from Russia or from Cuba uh, with missiles, uh, with spies, with nukes, this is a very different type of warfare. 
We have cyber yeah, war. We, we have, have cyber security, warfare. They, they buried we, FEMA we, in it. We and have now, so, look we how have great so. that worked out when we had a Hurricane Katrina or, or Hurricane Sandy, because you you buried into a bureaucracy, and that's how the the Republicans got rid of uh, the FEMA. They just buried it. In the bureaucracy the, the of the homeland of the homeland. Yeah, the Department of Homeland Security isn't just there for security when it comes to natural disasters. We have some very real threats by really terrible, terrible, uh, I can't even call them human beings, and you know that. And, and the threats are very real, and I don't feel that we, and I don't feel that, oh, you know, no, we don't need it. FBI and CIA should have a better relationship, and I, I don't feel it's enough. I don't. You know, I, I'll tell you something. I'm calling for, you know, coming from experience here. Uh, I lost, I was in Manhattan that day. I grew up in, you know, I live in San Francisco, but I grew up in New York. I was on a business trip during 9-11. I was in Manhattan. I saw one of the towers go down. I, was, I, I lost my cousin. My second cousin got out in the, in the uh, you know, I spent that whole day running around looking for them. Then I find out my sister-in-law, who's a police officer, she was also killed that day. I got a little skin in the game. I, I, I felt the, the dust in my teeth and the horror that everyone's uh, felt in Manhattan. And, you know, um, so I've been kind of obsessive with politics since that day. And I still see so many flaws on both sides of the aisle. And this is one of them. You, you're actually, and you say you're, you're, I don't doubt that you're a Democrat, but it's hard for me to listen to you and say that you're a liberal. Uh, because when you buy into this, 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 um, neocon doctrine that we need homeland security wait 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 wait. you know what you know what no no i want no no but you don't know why if you look at if you look at nearly every other country in the world certainly our allies are countries that are as civilized as ours and as technologically advanced as ours they have an interior uh ministry and we don't have an interior ministry and quite frankly um, the United States uh, Department of the Interior, uh, the, the Department of Homeland Security is, in a sense, I think, equivalent to the interior ministries of other countries. I mean, you're just, that's their different name. They've got the Mossad, you've got the M6 but the, or the M5, and then they have their regular police force, like in London, that don't even carry guns, and they're, they're deep in it. Must, uh, look to terrorists. You have to look at the breakdown in terrorism. Oh, my God. Are we out of, we're out of time.